Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I think if I was in Kobe's situation, um, it's hard for me to not say, especially if he sucker punched and not press charge, because if somebody sucker punched me, I'm pressing charges, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really pressing charge. I don't care who you are. Because that, that's just not cool. But, but plan B, like for me, for Kobe, would be fight him again. Fight him again and get pay-per-view points this time. Get your money back in that way. And that's what you do. You set it up. Be like, hey, Dana, I will drop all the charges if you give me another fight with George Mazadal because he sucker punched me. But I want pay-per-view points for this fight. I like that. And they should put the king of Miami belt on the line. Put the king of yeah. Miami and put the king of Miami and put the king and the BMF belt on the yeah. line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, they have to put the BMF belt on the line. Welcome back to the Schmo Zone podcast. This is episode number 97. I'm Dave Schmolenson. My co-host is Helen Yee of Helen Yee Sports. And today's guest is my co-host for the Triple C and Schmo Show. Long overdue having you back in here, but it's Henry Cejudo Triple C. What's up, Schmo? How's everything, brother? It's good. You don't want to put the headphones on? I guess I could. I, I guess my, you could, I think too. my head might be too big for them, though, dude. I might have stretched them. I'm going to have to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> it's one size fits all. It's a nice shirt you got there, Helen. Oh, thank you. Um, thanks to Claudio Lugli. We went there when we were in London last week for your birthday, too. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, Schmo. Thank you, my man. Uh, that's why I couldn't make the uh, the episode last week for the Triple C and Schmo show. The London time difference, just running around. Helen had me going to all these different places. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. How many stores did we go to for you? How many Because you wanted to shop? Yeah, like we really got much shopping. Shop I was trying to sightsee. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, uh-huh. so who's the so who's the dude in this relationship? I'm trying to figure. <laughs> he takes up how many closets? <laughs> Two and a half know, of our but she's closets. Gotta understand. I only have half a closet. I have to dress for myself and I have to dress for another person. Is in the schmo. It's like two people instead of one person. True that. True that. So that's how that goes. But you do do a good job dressing as the schmo. And actually, uh, at Claudio Lugli, you got some nice, you know, uh, suits. I got some nice suits to debut for a future broadcast, hopefully a near future broadcast. Oh, heck yeah. So we'll yeah, see what really happens. Yeah, they're really nice. It's different. Heck yeah. Do they do any schmediums? They do custom everything, so they got plenty of schmediums. You know, that's the cool thing about it, man. You go to the kids section, half off. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, speaking of kids section, uh, when David asked me to get a crown at Burger King, I was like, how do I do this? So I told them it was my nephew's fifth birthday. Oh, yes? Did you get yeah. it? Yeah, of course. No way. Where yeah. is it? Um, out there with Michael. 
<laughs> so you'll see in a little bit. Uh, you'll see in a little bit. But uh, I just want to start off by saying a couple things. We know you're an Olympic gold medalist. Yes. We know you're the champ champ. Yes. But you're also an executive movie producer. That is correct. Mr. In Full Bloom. In Full Bloom, the movie. You're the executive producer. Yeah, In Full Bloom. I know you had a chance to see it last night. We watched the screener. It was great. What would you think? I thought that the way they shot everything, the cinematography was spectacular. And I could see why they wanted you involved with it, with the storyline, you know, Japan, the American fighter, combat sports. It had your name written all over it. So I could see why they wanted you involved. Yeah, great film, man. I I, uh, I first started the way I this this kind of this whole thing kind of came about was when uh, I was doing hot boxing at that time with, uh, and we happened to have Canelo, Canelo on the show. So I was I was a co-host, which was people don't know, re- recognize or realize this is my first time doing hot boxing, and happened to be with Canelo Alvarez. And there was a hit, dude, and uh, people were there just like, hey, man, uh, and I know Mike Tyson was talking about the movie in full bloom. And I was just curious about it. I saw a little promo. I saw it. I'm just like, man, this is something that I would want to be involved with. I mean, this is, uh, this is, you know, this is the storyline, especially me, like, you know, being a, an American and having to wrestle the Japanese in the finals, in the 2008 Olympic finals, like understanding that whole process of what a fighter has to deal with. It was, uh, it was just that perfect synergy, man. So when I saw the film for the first time, which I saw before I literally got involved I saw the film. I'm just like, hey man, this film is money. People need to watch this film. This is this is a real life film that takes place, you know, in the in the mid 1900s. And uh, man, you couldn't, uh, God, yeah, I don't think you could have framed it any any way better. And I saw you did the red carpet with with the beautiful wife Anna. You're walking down there. Mike Tyson was involved as well. I mean, that's that's a cool thing to be a part of. It's oh, a good thing oh, to have on the resume. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Then you you also, uh, you think about the people that move to Hollywood and people that are out there. It's like, man, people, it's not, it really is Tinseltown because everybody's out there to make movies. Everybody's out there to inspire the world. And uh, that's that's where Info Bloom, you know, that's, but the, the, the difference with that, with Info Bloom and the rest of all these boxing movies, it's like, it's not a cliche, man, because it talks about these two fighters from the opposite side of the world how what what they have to deal with and go through in order for them to uh, to become a champion, you know one may be one one may be about family and the other one may be about honor and country, you know what I'm saying? One might one might be bribed, and the other one might be you know the the pressure of him lifting that country's honor is is almost like being bribed. It's a trip. And something that I noticed too while watching it is how well done and thought out the fight scenes were. So what went into even like filming and kind of figuring out how to properly convey the fight scenes to the public? Yeah, well, the Info Bloom, they were lucky enough to have uh, Daryl Foster, who was uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's trainer, and he also choreographed uh, Ali with Will Smith. So they, they legit had somebody who has been there and has done that before, who has trained a world champion and who has done, you know, the movie of probably the, the greatest legend of all time, Muhammad Ali. So, you know, they've so they, just imagine, man, they had the trainer of Sugar Ray Leonard who took him to several world titles to, to be able to choreograph this and really uh, to train the fighters. So the fight scenes, the fight scenes are amazing, man. You, you watch these fighters like, dude, these dudes are ready to... Uh, 
Put him in the octagon right now. I mean, that's that's how good the acting was in Info Bloom. Yeah, the boxing scenes. That's that was my takeaway from it too, because you see a lot of different fight movies where it's yeah. like, oh, we've seen yeah, we see like, the real stuff and stuff like, like that. <laughs> they they did a good job conveying it, so they had the right people on board. So that yeah. that, was, that was my takeaway as well. But when you kind of reflect on you know your time and experience with this movie, what are you most proud of? Um, the fact that uh, I'm promoting something that really relates to fighting, really relates to our stories. Like I, like I said, man, I go back to, I can only imagine the guy that I wrestled at the Olympic Games, and I just picture him and his story. How When did he start wrestling? When did that Olympic dream come about for him? I remember mine. I remember the first time I wanted to win the Olympics, being a nine-year-old kid watching the Olympics, watching Michael Johnson in 96. I'm like, what inspired him to try to become an Olympic champion? And it's not even just so much that. It's like, you know, he took silver. And in wrestling, it's like a tough man sport. It's like, uh, it's it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, yeah, you know, so if you, if, if you, if you, if you if it's either gold or bust in that sense. And, uh, you know, I can, I can only picture and imagine myself, like, when is it that he started, when, when is it that he had that dream as a little kid, when inspiring to become dedicated throughout all those years and then finally make it to the Olympic finals? You know, so it, the, the movie really resonated with me in that sense because you think you're going for one guy until you really start seeing the whole movie and you're really, like, you're, you're on opposite corners now. You kind of start cheering for both. Like, there was a point where I was kind of going for the Japanese and the American. I was just like, dude, I don't care who wins. Because <laughs> the storyline is so good. You know, the hardship of the American. You know, it's it's hard to be able to convey, like, the whole show. Because I don't want to give the whole story up. But it's it's a great film. And I think people are really catching wind of it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's inspiring a lot of people, to say the least. And where can we find it? You guys can find it everywhere right now. I mean, everywhere you can stream it from iTunes to Amazon. Uh, what is it? Voodoo. Voodoo. Google Play, maybe. Yeah, Google Play. Like it, it's it's out it's out and it's out everywhere, and it's just it's it's a great film, man. You can watch it with the family. It's a real film. You you would want your kids, you would want your your family to watch something like that to really see the hardship, not just not just the jab in the right hand, like. You know, it's, it's it's not a love story. You know, it's 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 a story about these two compassionate guys fighting fighting for honor. You know, the the, the honor family, and 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 the heartaches that they had to go through of, you know, of, of, uh, the American fighter being bribed. You know, if you hey man, you're gonna take a far for the Japanese and him saying, you know, it's like no, I, I you know integrity. You know, I don't want to say the whole film, but it's 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 a great film. And could this be the beginning of you being involved in more movie projects? Well, of course, of course. Right now, like uh, I'm gonna spill the beans here. Right now, I have a, I have a Netflix documentary that's gonna be coming out sometime, uh, you know, early next, early next year to mid next year. You know, the 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 real triple C. Oh, nice. You know, disguising the cringe. You know, the man, the the genius behind the cringe. <laughs> So 2023 though. Yeah, it's gonna okay. be it's gonna be out 2023. So we're planning on going to. And I have I have the guy I have real big uh, heavy hitters, man, that are gonna be uh, helping us produce this. So it's not gonna be like you're, you know, the guy with the with the iPhone, you know, following you around. Like this is this is uncut, and we have videos of me from 
from wrestling right before the Olympics to winning the Olympics to uh, to just a lot of things. A lot of things that have happened in my life. You know, my mom wasn't able to go to the Olympics in 2008 due to her citizenship status. You know, me winning gold. Like, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a really, really good document. It's gonna really going to strip down the real triple C. And it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good, man. We're gonna win a bunch of awards. I can already see it. Those dudes are like super excited. So it's gonna be the same people that are gonna be doing uh, uh, Jamie Fox with Mike Tyson because they're gonna be doing a series on, on Mike Tyson. So it's the exact same uh, people that are gonna be doing that. Are gonna be producing my documentary. Fuck yeah, man! Staying busy. <laughs> you deserve it. Staying busy and coaching. Coaching so many great fighters. Yeah, coaching uh, John Wei Lee, John Jones, Johnny Jones Bones, uh, David Sefigueredo, uh, the Korean zombie who's going to be fighting a Volk here in the next uh, two next, weeks. Yeah, a couple wow. weeks, right? Is it? Is it? Is it no, two weeks? It's like two yeah, weeks. Two yeah. Weeks. Godly, that's crazy. Um, and just just that schmo. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot on my plate. And I've been having people have no idea how much fun I've been having off of like being retired. Like, Friday's not even on my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you guys that, but it's not even on my mind unless the money's right. Unless the money's right. <laughs> well, we just came back from London, and I was just, I'm still ch- chanting every single day. The way they get behind their fighters, it's nothing like here in the yeah, United States. The atmosphere was incredible. Every single day, I'm going to sleep and I'm still chatting. Oh, Patty the Baddie. He is. Oh, Patty the Baddie. The walkout was insane. It just gets me thinking. Like, our biggest star right now, I'm not talking about Conor McGregor. Everyone talk, we always talk about him. We talk about him on Triple C and Shmoe Show, but we talk about Sugar Sean O'Malley. And then there's a Patty Pimlet. I asked Dana White this question, the difference between the stars. I mean, this is the second fight for Patty, Patty Pimlet. The guy could have sold out a soccer stadium. What do you make of his stardom and his rise compared to Sugar Sean O'Malley's? Um, I, to me, if you want my honest opinion, I think they're both, they, both, they both still have to prove themselves if you want, uh, if you want me to credit them. I think, uh, I think Sean's got more... I think sh- I, I think uh, Sean's got more talent, but I think uh, Patty, Pat, Patty the pimple face has more uh, has more grit, and I think uh, if if they both had a little mixture of each other, they would be th- that would be the perfect combination because Sean needs more grit, he needs more the ability to embrace pain, and Patty needs more technique, super wide with his punches, he's he's kind of like a little jungle boy out there fighting. And not just that, Shmo. I mean, they're good. They could be. When you talk about stars, you just talk about popularity. Like me as a fighter, bro. I'm looking at. I'm looking at every angle, man. Yeah, can you entertain? But can you really fight? Can you go up against the best in the world? Can you prove me wrong in a fight where I think you're really gonna get beat up? When I see that, that's when you really own the Triple C respect. But as of right now, dude, they're just both of them are both just entertainers to me. That's it. Well, what about in the main event, Tom Aspinall? I mean, he looked really good against Volkov. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have missed that fight. <laughs> it was really good. Though. I think I saw highlights, though, but I, I did see, uh, I did see the highlights. I mean, the, the dude is—he's promising. He's young too, and he's colossal. When you have a big heavyweight that's young that can move, like there's a certain period of time where that heavyweight could do really, really good, and it starts now. 
Because once they, if they're big and they start losing a little bit of their athleticism, then they just get slow. I don't remember where I saw the statistic, but um, fastest fighter in the UFC for the first five fights, victories, uh, with cage time. Like, least amount of cage time for his first five victories in the UFC. Tom Aspinall. Yeah, I saw that too. And he was ahead of Like Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah, she was, I think, was the number one on that list, and he surpassed her. Oh, wow. He just puts people away quickly, and he's so well-rounded. Yeah. And Because he's, he's obviously fast. That's what stands out to me is the speed. But his technique is outstanding. His jiu-jitsu is just world-class. Oh, really? So he's – I got to keep my eye on him then. I believe you, Shmo, when you say that. You know what I mean? I got to keep my eye on this guy because if he's that good, then, damn, maybe he's that good. Him and Cyril Gaon, that's the matchup people want to yeah, see. But, 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 I, yeah, and what Cyril Gaon is missing, he's, he, he doesn't – Cyril Gaon doesn't have that thump. His is – you know what I mean? He doesn't have that canelo, that, that weight – with those punches, which is the big difference. So if you if if and, and the thing is, you're able to add that, like that, I think that'll be a great fight. But didn't Tom call out Tai Tuivasa? Yeah, so that fight he called out Tai Tuivasa, but Cyril Gaon was in attendance, and then people are saying the winner of Tai Tuivasa and Tom Aspel fight Cyril Gaon, but. Obviously, everyone's just waiting because Francis Ngannou is going to be out for nine months with knee surgery. And then didn't Dana White say they may be making interim title fight? And then John Jones. I mean, well, hey, will we see him this year, John Jones? You guys will see John Jones this year. Well, he's uh, he's anxious to fight. He's hungry, man. John Jones, he needed this time off. He needed this time off to get his mind right, to let his body recover, to enjoy his family. He needed he, he needed all this. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be mad if he takes another year off, honestly, because he's accomplished so much. And it's almost like it's almost like for him, he he got to the point where he was so good that people really started to adapt to him. And I talked to John. I says, John, you have to you have to bring that hungry you have to bring that hungry monster again. And you gotta become that technical savage as you once were. You have to have you have the ability to adjust, John. Like it's not just kicks and things like we have to invest in things we start investing in things we start to break down their foundation and we start to we start to take people out again like once the, you know in the beginning of your career what you did to uh Lyoto machida shogun you know all these fighters like john was putting these dudes away where people were counting them out to lose and i said we got to bring that dude back let's put a t let's put a stamp on top of this on top of the other stamp that that that, that people don't recognize that you are the goat whether you hate him or love him John Jones is the greatest of all time. I think he's going to cement that even more so when he was a heavyweight title. I think the only fight that makes sense for John Jones, if it's not Francis Ngannou, is Stipe Miocic. And yeah. that's the fight for the interim title because Stipe is the most accomplished, the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he never got the opportunity to have the uh, trilogy fight with Francis Ngannou. And John Jones only makes sense for him to fight for a title going up. If the interim is on the line, I think the interim title fight you got to make is John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Yeah, of course. That's the fight that's going to happen. That's that's where you're going to be able to really see the creativity of John. Because if you really think about it, like, uh, um, Stipe doesn't really have like that. Yeah, he's knocked out Verdun, but Verdun kind of walked into that punch. But I don't see Stipe with like crazy knockout power. I think Stipe's greatest gift is his endurance. Is the fact that he's a heavyweight that continue to keep pushing the pace. A lot like Alexander Volkanovsky. They don't have that power. And the way you beat a guy like John Jones, you're going to have to beat him with power. You're going to have to take risk. 
and that's going to be with power. This is why Francis Ngannou and John Jones is a very, uh, you know, dynamite fight because you have a technician. You got that guy that's feel. Remember the five senses that I went over with you guys? Attack, counterattack, anticipate, feel, take risks. John Jones, is a, he's feel, bro. John Jones knows how to win. The only person that could really counter that is a guy that take risk. It's somebody that's willing to throw out the kitchen sink. That's the only way you're going to beat John Jones. You're going to beat him with attack, counterattack, anticipation. You're not a better competitor than him. He's the, better, he's the best competitor right now in the UFC, pound for pound, any division. But when you were working with him, did anything surprise you at all? Um, those surprised me, yeah, the amount of, uh, of opportunities that he could get better. And I mean that. Like me nitpicking as a wrestler, because we both come from the same wrestling bracket. I was, like, I was like, yeah, John, look, just a little further out, just a little further in, just tweak, you know, the right hand, boom, boom. Really, really hit the brakes on the fake. It sets you up. It puts you in position to do something. And he's like, he's like, man, he's like, and then after, after this whole thing, he's like, hey, Henry, he's like, you really blew my mind, dude. With the lot, he's like, yeah, it's minor little things, John, but we got to hold you accountable to it. Have fun, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to change you, John. Like, I want to add to what you're doing. And that's what a good coach does. A good coach holds you accountable to the fundamentals and then adjusts you, you know, according to what is it, the combinations that we're going to end up uh, doing in the game plan. You see what I'm saying? This is why when the, when I get these fighters to come out and train with me, I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a Muay Thai guy. I'm not like, I'm, I'm your high counselor, man. This is, I'm going to suggest, uh, this is what I think you should do, but I am going to hold you accountable to the fundamentals and I am going to nitpick the shit out of you, whether you're really disguising whatever it is that you want to hit. So what do you think is preventing John from coming out full time or being, is it loyalty to his guys or what, what's it going to take for, to get him to spend more time with you than just coming out? Well, he's out already been out three times, Schmo. He's already come out on three different occasions, man. And when you get the GOAT to come out on three separate occasions to you, man, it's like, man, it's like, I'm honored. You know, he called me on Monday night. It was late, man. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But, uh, you know, we stay in communications, man. He'll call me. He's very respectful, man. He calls me coach. I'm just like, makes me feel old, but. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm five four. I do six foot. He's got a whole foot on me. But just the level of respect that we have amongst each other is, uh, that's, just a re that's just a recipe that equals just success, man. You know what I mean? Like, when you really respect somebody and then the other person respects you as well, it's like, you guys are on the same page. Like, the honesty will always be like, hey, man, this is what I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not always like, oh, well, is he going to feel or think different or whatever? It's like, it's so mutual, dude. And it's, uh, it's dynamite, dude. I think John Jones, I think, I think, I think, he, I think John Jones can fight another 10 fights, man, and retire undefeated. I really do. I think, I think John Jones literally has about 10 fights left. He thinks he probably has less just because, but, He's he, he's a competitor, man. He's a fighter. John's going to be doing this for a minute. You're such a great coach that when you were fighting, did you ever realize or know that you would be like this great of a coach? Um, I've always knew I was a great teacher because I've done a lot of seminars like for wrestling, but then really understanding like, but then really kind of, I, I finally came to the point <coughs> with all due respect to all my coaches in MMA and I love them all. That nobody, none, none of them really had the answer. What really had the answer was my experience this whole time. What really had my, the answer was my probabilities. Everything that was based on numbers. The simulation of the fight. 
recognizing my gifts, like knowing, knowing all of that. And then find the right engineers and treating it like a business and holding, making sure like you don't have yes, man. You don't have good people, but you have the right people. So when you're able to formulate like a good game plan like that, like I will do whatever it takes to win. Like I really will. Like I'll tell my brother to, I'll tell my brother, I don't want you in my corner. I don't, you know, I don't, whomever, anybody. Because to me, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. And if somebody truly has unconditional love with you, they will be with you, man, regardless, because they love you just unconditionally. And if they're with the game plan, they're, and when we're all loyal to the dream, that's what makes somebody successful. Makes sense? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about me. It's not about my coaches. It's about my, it's about my fucking dream. Well, Damn. speaking of the fucking dream and the coaching, I completely dropped the ball when we just recorded the Triple C and Schmo show and forgot to ask you about Pewter Jan asking you to corner him, right, for his, for his fight. We forgot to bring that up. But I know you have standards for who you'll coach and not coach. What's the answer to that? Absolutely not. He should be honored, dude. I'm not. He can fuck. He can. He can hold my jock strap for all I damn care. I ain't freaking. I ain't gonna be his water boy. As far as I'm concerned, is him and that Steve Urkel. They're both. Either one of us is gonna baby sit my belt until the king returns. So the answer is absolutely not, Peter Young. You absolutely make me sick. And and if I did ever corner you, man, I'm gonna have to tax you twenty percent. I'm not that ten percent guy. That was a hard no, I guess. No, absolutely not. Makes me sick. So, there, so there, there's. So what is the standards <laughs> to be coached by Triple C? Because I know you're selective and you're only coaching the best of the and, best. And, and you know what, Schmo? I wouldn't actually mind cornering Peter Young, but he would have to be one of my fighters. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not there to be a cheerleader, bro. I'm not there to hold the water in the ice. I'm not there for your drama. Like, I'm not there to be in your corner, bro. Like, that's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Unless it was an act. I, I don't know, but I would never do that. You know what I'm saying? Unless it was like a charity event and they wanted me to corner somebody against some other corner freaking youth. Of course, you know, yeah. I would do that. What's up, everybody? Just want to let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com. Look, I've tested this out. Everybody needs someone to talk to. Everybody deserves to find their own happiness. And if... You're not getting it by people that you would talk to in your normal circle of friends. Sometimes you just have to swallow the humble pie and speak to somebody who could have expertise in that. And I tested it. I liked it. And they had a therapist that was able to get to my needs within 48 hours and just someone to talk to. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online. You get into it, what you put out of it. Like you tell them exactly what it is that you're looking for, what your issues are, or the things that you want to speak about in general, and they find someone to match up with you. And it just helps when you have someone to speak to and, and tell people what your goals are, your ambitions are, you can get a lot out of it. And I can attest to that. So definitely go check them out and use the promo code SCHMOZONE to get your first month 10% off at betterhelp.com forward slash SCHMOZONE. Or use the promo code SchmoZone and check it out. Now, let's get back to the show. On the Triple C and Schmo show, you made the offer to Mosfell to come train with you. Is that offer off the table or is it still on the table? Man, you gotta hit me with them hard questions, huh? That's that's what I, we do. I think I think he needs to I think I think he needs to make it right with uh with Kobe. But yeah, of course, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I I, I like George man regardless, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same reason why even John Jones is coming around me, dude. 
You know, they, they see beyond the, the dumb shit, the bullshit that I say. There's there's something, you know what I'm saying? There's something good to this guy. Yeah. You know, because I'm not, I'm not just going to coach you. I'm just, no, we're going to talk. Let's talk life, dude. Because I, I love that. I love the philosophy. I love talking about, you know, experiences and how is it that maybe you could become better mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I've even told David before, I wish you coached swimmers. I could. I, I, could, I would have you coach me 100%. I, I, I really could because if, if, if we just dissect swimming and base everything off for probabilities and numbers, very doable. Very doable. And I mean that. You know, softball, whatever, because we, we, we always have to go back to the straight source. What is it? Okay. What's, what's, what is it? What is it? More likely the muscles that you have to work on. Uh, well, it all falls back on the goal. The muscles that you have to work on, the competitors that you have to beat, the tactical side of things, how is it that we're going to train? You know, and how is it that you're going to be happy? And you're going to have your input on all of that, but I can only kind of give you that list. I feel confident enough to maybe even coach any sport, to be honest with you. Because if when you based everything based off of numbers and probabilities, you know, and find the right people and then get expertise from other people to kind of chime in. Man, it's all about creating this, the perfect storm. So wouldn't just be me, you know? Yeah. You have but a great mind. Though. Yeah, but I could be a consultant for sure. You know? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to use that. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Use use it away. For all the fans, because in the beginning we mentioned that UFC two seventy three is coming up, and you've been working with Crane Zombie. So the last question from me is, how do you see that fight playing out, Volkanovski versus Zombie? Well, of course, you know, getting a chance to spend time with the with the Korean Zombie. Of course, I'm on his side, but it's almost it, it is an uphill battle. And I'm the first sprint. And I told this to Zombie. I said, like, Hey, man. For whatever reason, we're down in the fight. Don't fight him. Invest in that one big punch. You, you got to put him away. Don't get caught up in this fighting bullshit with people. You know what I'm saying? Like you invest in the quality of power that you're going to have to really hit him with to put him out because it's not about fighting. It's about winning. And if you're about winning, you're going to find a way to win. Anything can happen. It depends. It depends. Our, the game plan's done for us. Like we know, we know, we know what Volkanovs is going to do. You know what I'm saying? I, we're we're adjusting zombie more so than Vol what Volkanovski to be adjusted. So that's why I feel comfortable. But the the, the but the thing is, it's it's uh, it's the Korean zombie. If I could if I would if I could fight for him, I know I'd be Volkanovski. I know it. The size doesn't matter to me. His power doesn't intimidate me. My I'm faster. My distance is better. My wrestling is better. You know, my gas tank is just as good, if not even better. I've proven that I can endure pain. I've been there before. So, but at the end of the day, man, Zombie's the one that's going to fight. I can't fight for him. But I also know that Ovokonovsky is a very talented fighter, and he's really good. I watched him like a couple of nights ago. I'm just like, oh, I see what he's doing. His distance and his range is real. He's right there. He gets it. He knows when to throw punches. He knows when to kick. A lot of stuff is smoke, too. He'll smoke a lot of things. He'll smoke a lot of things, and then boom, and he'll go big. So, yeah. So that being said, man, you guys tune in. What is it? UFC uh, two seventy three. Two seventy three. Yeah, UFC two seventy three is gonna be fire, man. I just want to let you guys know too that in full bloom, the movie is out. You guys uh, go out there, watch it with your family, watch it with your kids. It's a story about two two countrymen fighting for a purpose. One fighting for family, the other one fighting for country. 
And it's super cool because you see both of these guys, you know, in the trenches, you know, seeing them in love. And then obviously eventually seeing them fight, fight in the ring for a bigger purpose, man. So it's been, uh, it's been, it's been awesome to be part of, uh, to be the executive uh, producer in the film. And I uh, hope you guys can enjoy that movie because it's got a beautiful storyline. It ain't about love, man. It ain't about, you know, a fighter, you know, having a fight for a woman's love. Like, no, it's, it's about the love of the game, man. It's, a, it's about the love of, of being the absolute best person and, and both these guys representing their countries, you guys. Make sure in full bloom, you guys can catch it on iTunes, uh, uh, Amazon. You guys can stream it everywhere and you guys will see it. So you guys tune in. Tune in. Appreciate you coming on here for episode 97 of the Schmozone podcast. We are out. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.